7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Can you please explain what happened with Caleb Plant at the press conference? No, what happened is uh, we he started talking a lot of things and an answer and and then the the bad thing he he said you so you can you can say whatever you want to me but not to my mother my mother is not here nothing to do here so that's why I push him and then he come back with a left hook that's why happened what happened. What, why does that word set you off so much? What, what, why did that upset you so much? You, he say that. That that that's not good for me. So that's you draw the line at that. Word. Yeah. You, okay. You pass the line. And then in in the exchange of the punches, what happened? It looks like you landed and he you cut him in the no, eye. No, he he landed first and then I res- I I don't know how, but I respond quickly. I don't know how. I know. I just do it. It looks like uh, he has a cut underneath his right eye is that is that a concern at all about the fight maybe getting no it's not a cut it's like a little bit um, like a little bit no it's not real cut it's a little bit in his skin right there did you get cut at all maybe on your lip it looks like maybe a little bit right of a here. bruise right oh, here bleeding nothing. on your arm yeah but nothing nothing crazy it's fine there there are some people online saying that you know you've already won round one that you've already won 10 and I'm, I'm I'm gonna I, I will win all the fight <laughs> don't worry Good evening, everybody. Thank you for staying with us here on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On. My name is Tavis Amosia. Velile Mnyandu is producing the show. Sylvester Komane is our technical producer this evening. It is a Boxing Wednesday and it is Big Fight Week. And that's why we've opened with a clip from Saul Canelo. Alvarez, who is looking to unify um, those belts there in the super middleweight. He already owns the WBA, WBC and WBO titles. And now the only one that is missing is the IBF. That's the one that is held by Caleb Plant, who he's going to be fighting this weekend. And it is a big one. There was a brawl when the pair first met in the pre-fight press conference. And that's what Canelo was responding to in this clip. So if that's what happens in the build up to a fight, imagine how this fight is going to go this weekend on the 6th of November. And uh, tonight we're going to look ahead to this fight with Colin Nathan, the renowned uh, trainer and boxing manager here in South Africa. Not only that, but we're also going to talk about another big fight that's coming up at the end of the month, Azinga Fuzile. He will be fighting against the Japanese star Kenichi Ogawa for the vacant IBF Junior Lightweight title in New York at Madison Square Garden. So we'll also talk to um, Colin about that. He's also involved and we'll also speak to the trainer of Azinga to find out how Azinga is preparing for this fight. That is Mzamo Chief Njekanye. But before all of that, we are going to start a new feature on Boxing Wednesdays where we want to educate each other about the rules of the sport. Sometimes we take it for granted that, ah, I'm going to come on air, I'm going to talk about boxing, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. But not everybody knows what we're talking about sometimes, you know, especially when it comes to the sweet science that is boxing. So we thought maybe we should have a boxing education corner. Boxing education corner, I think it's got a ring to it. I like that. I just came up with that now, actually. I like that. Boxing Education Corner, um, where we're just going to try and understand a few things about boxing, whether it's different, um, whether it's how the corner works, whether it's what is um, the role of a match of, of, of a ring official. And that's what we're actually going to do tonight. We're going to find out more about being a ring official, but most importantly, understand how does scoring work. So when there's a fight and you hear the judges say 115, 113, and then the other one says 116, 112, and then the other one has it in a draw. How do they get to those numbers? How does it work? And what do uh, the, the, the judges look out for when they do their scoring? So that's what we're going to start tonight. And if you have any questions, do weigh in on any of our conversations. You can send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107. 061-4104-107. And you can call us on 011-714-2006. And we're going to speak to a renowned uh, ring official when it comes to uh, boxing with years and years of experience in the field. It is Sia Vabaza Boy. And she's a to speak to us just to understand more about the work of a ring official and how um, 
how scoring works and all of that. As I said, she's going to tell us how long she's been involved in the sport for. She's an award winner also at the SA Boxing Awards is uh, Sia Vabaza Boy who's going to speak to us about all of that. If you have any views on Canelo and Caleb Plant, let us know how you think it's going to go. Uh, also, Azinga Fuzile Nogawa, if you want to weigh in on that, you're more than welcome to. Riso Musia on SAFM. By the way, before we talk boxing, let me give you some live scores. There was huge embarrassment in the PSL today in the DSTV Premiership where the game between Amazulu and Marumo Gallens had to be stopped after just seven or eight minutes because the teams were clashing. They were Basically, the colors were similar and the refs could not tell who was who and they could not call the offsides. I had them say that on the TV, the refs, that we can't tell the offside. So this game is to stop and eventually the game was abandoned. It's now going to be played tomorrow. How embarrassing is that in a professional league? And then also, um, there is still a game on the go between Mamelodi Sundowns and uh, Marispec United. No prizes for guessing what the score is there. With 10 minutes left, Sundowns are leading 1-0. And no prizes for guessing who scored, because it is Peter Shalulile, the striker of Jesus Christ. He told us that's his nickname on the show. I scored with a wonderful volley there after Naomi picked him out nicely there. So Sundowns leading 1-0 against Marispec United, yet to concede in the, in the league. And um, in the other game, there was another defeat for Chippa United. Eh, not looking good there for Itimia Sepondwin. Losing to Cape Town City. A late goal by Ajagun. Cape Town City winning that by a goal to nil. But let's... Oh, oh there's also cricket, by the way. Chapter 2, do you want a cricket score? Let me give you a cricket score, my friend. Chapter 2, India up against Afghanistan. India posted 210 for 2 in their 20 overs. 210, so they're really wounded. And in reply, Lance Klusner's Afghanistan are on 72 for five, 88 for 5 rather after 15 overs. Let's move right along now and talk boxing then and find out more about being a ring official and how it works. And we are joined on the line by Sisiya Vabaza Boy. Good evening, ma'am. Thank you very much for being able to take our call on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tabisa, and to your listeners. Um, I didn't want to guess, but for those who are not aware, how long have you been involved in the sport for as a ring official? <laughs> it's been a journey of 36 years, um, 1989. Um, from 1989, 32 years, am I correct? Is my math correct? Eh? You're asking the wrong person. Years. You're asking the wrong person, but we'll take your word for it. <laughs> 32 Since years. 1989. Right. And how has the journey been? Long, challenging, ups and downs, but eventually I managed to get my feet. Mm. And are you still going strong? 100%. That's good to hear. And and we've called you tonight, Cecilia, just to, to educate us or educate each other about just being a ring official. Uh, firstly, what are the dynamics for how different are the dynamics for a referee and a judge since you do both? Is it two different ball games altogether or are they similar? Is it easy to do both? Uh, firstly, Talisa, let me just make a, a quick disclosure here. I am not here to take any um, complaints. <laughs> the boxers and the trainers, they know the procedures if they are not happy with the decisions of the previous fights. Uh, I will not entertain that over the air. And um, to, bako, ne? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That's why I'm making that disclosure up front. I don't, yes. I, I don't want to be made accountable for something that is not part of my job description. No, fair enough. Tell us about your job no. description then. And um, I think you said today you want us to talk about the actual point scoring. Yes, yes, we're going to get there, yes. But I just want to understand the roles of a referee and a judge. Are they two different? Two different they roles? They are two different roles, but somewhere they overlap. I don't know if that uh, you understand me. As we go along, mm-hmm. uh, you will see where they are overlapping. Okay, that's fine. Let's talk about point scoring. Okay, firstly, before we we talk about point scoring, to become a ring official, what courses or tests do you go through? Do you have to write a test? Do you have to pass? Do you have to get a certificate? Yes. To become a judge or a referee, you've got to undergo training by an accredited Boxing South Africa um, fight supervisor. You he takes you under his wing, you learn the rules and the regulations of the game, and then at the end, there is a continuous assessment. 
you sit there, you score all the fights, he evaluates your, 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 your performance based on that. And then at the end, there is a written examination that will qualify you. And if you don't pass that examination with a certain percentage, they just tell you, no, go back and study. You didn't make it this time. Try again. In the past, there was a relationship between Boxing South Africa and the University of Pretoria. That's where we used to go to, um, to, 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 to write our examinations. But now they have been, um, they're done provincially, yes. And then are there refresher courses throughout the years? Like, like when you have to renew a license, you must go and maybe test your eyes or something like that? Um, so, and um, now we are not, uh, I don't, those things are supposed to be answered by the person who is in the Boxing South Africa office. Mm. I don't want to, uh, to, 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 to implicate myself here. I think uh, that's why I was making a disclosure. Mm. If you can get someone from the office, then he or she will give you exactly the requirements. That is not my field of, spe- of specialization of the requirements of judges and referees. Mm. So let's talk about point scoring and judges. We always see three judges sitting on the sidelines. Is that mandatory? There must always be three judges. Always there must be three judges sitting on different angles around, uh, 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 around the ring. Mm-hmm. And um, with the South African uh, boxing rules, we use a 10-point mass system. Mm. Coming from the township, Ukulele Orient now, where mm. you know, mm. there was that mentality from the, when we grew up that whenever the champion walks into the ring, he's already scored 10 points. There's absolutely nothing like that. Mm -hmm. When the boxers get into that ring, they are on a level, um, they are on equal, they are on par. We use a 10-point mass scoring system. How then do you score? Yes. You've got two fighters inside the ring. You've got three judges around the ring. How do you award points? The best boxer who performs, you will allocate points. That is 10 points. The one who did not perform in that round, from that 10-point mass system, you subtract one point. Then you are left with 10-9. How do you tell as a judge, Sia Boy, that this Boxer A won this round. Mm -hmm. There are guidelines on how to score, how to award the points. You award your points to the best performing boxer, and that boxer must throw his blows with a clenched glass Mm -hmm. with the knuckle pad. And that knuckle pad, you just don't throw it anyway. There is a, a sketch that we call a target area in the body of a, of a fighter. The target area being the front or the sides of the head, the front part of the body, above the belt, above your, 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 your navel. That's where we always want their trunks to be. Mm-hmm. Then the regulation stated here that that is your target area. If you hit that area with your clenched fist, with a knuckle pad, then you are scoring points. Then what do you do, Judge uh, 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 Asiya? Mm. This boxer A has done this, and boxer B has also done that. Mm. You are sitting up with boxers that are equal. Then now, the second step that you go to, we also avoid, then that gives you an even round. That's where you'll have a round where it's 10-10 because okay. they've thrown equal punches at the uh, target area, both boxers, in a scale of um, 100%. They've got 90-90% of accurate punches. Then you end up with a 10-10. Then now comes a situation whereby you want to differentiate. The regulation stated clearly that when you're scoring your bout, you always avoid having the even rounds because at the end of the day, you will have a, a, a final score of a draw. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Say for argument's sake, in a uh, vacant title fight, the rule stated clearly that there must be no draw in a vacant title fight. Mm-hmm. Where now do you differentiate? Say for argument's sake, you end up with um, 120 for the boxer A, 120 for boxer B. Mm. Then now you go to the regulations. Again, regulation 34.3 stated clearly that you now look, we had the best ring craft here. We had the defense that is guarding who was backing the blows, who was blocking the general ring craft, the cleverness of evading blows, and who was counter-punching. Then now, that's where you differentiate. You give the edge to that boxer. So that now you don't have a, 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 an even an, a, a, an even score, final score, whatever. Mm. Now, which um, points now you don't award? In which cases you don't award? Like before, before we get there, Cecilia Vavaza boy, you mentioned that let's say it becomes one twenty, one twenty. That mm-hmm. one twenty, you've taken the ten from the twelfth round. So at the end of the fight, you add up all those scores of each round, and that's how you come mm-hmm. up with the overall score, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it'll become one twenty if each boxer had a ten in all the rounds. All the rounds, exactly. Okay. V- very simple. Yes, of you can which it's abnormal. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Yes, you can go to the next point you are about to make. Where you don't, where, where, um, as a judge, you don't award boxers. Mm. You will hear uh, the fans screaming for their boxer, mm. even if he is not throwing the accurate blows, the telling blows. What are the telling blows? Those are the blows I tried to explain earlier. Those that count. With the nightly part, mm. the target area, and the other stuff. If the boxer is tapping face or is hitting with an open glove, you don't score points, even if he can throw 20 blows. Mm. You don't score for that. If the boxer that is, is, is throwing blows is hitting the arms when the, the, the opponent is, is blocking the blows, as I've mentioned earlier on, you don't score those blows. At the end of the day, if the boxer did not deliver any blows to the target area with the knuckle pad, you don't you don't score anything. That was a waste. And the fans, the poor fans, don't know. They just saw their boxer throwing 20 blows, which were not landing on the target area, uh-huh. which are not telling blows. We don't score those blows. So it doesn't matter how many punches you throw, but they have to be effective at the end of the day. They've got to and land on the areas. target area. You've mm. got to hit with the knuckle pad. You can hit the target area, but yeah. if you are slapping, that is why the referees always stop the fight. Mm. Stop. Clench your fist. You are slapping. So that even the fans, they learn to understand the regulations and the, and the rules of the game. That slapping doesn't score your points. And we always tell them before the fight when we go to the dressing rooms mm. the do's and don'ts inside the ring. Okay, wonderful. For those just joining the conversation now, we are speaking to renowned ring official Sisiya Vabaza Boy, who's been in the game as a ring official since 1989. And we're just trying to understand how the scoring works when it comes to boxing. I see we've already, we already have a question for her. You can send us your comments to 061-4104-107 your voice notes there we're just going to take a quick break and we'll come back with that with that voice note across south africa online and on radio safm let's talk yeah good evening um, i just want to find out we often see some really dubious decisions from from referees. Just want to find out there from your guest, Uguti, is there a, a structure or perhaps an office whom the the, 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 the judges especially account to? Because in other sports, when a referee does a blunder, uh, they are put through some disciplinary processes which will sometimes see a referee being suspended. Um, whereas in boxing you see judges, you see referees doing blunders and then you see the same ref on that very same tournament doing another blunder. Uh, do they account anyway? I mean surely we cannot go on with these dubious decisions. Anonymous. Evening, the member Tula and Thanks for educating us. 
all I thought is that you need to punch the face, then you get a score. Yeah, but if you punch the chest or punch below belt, sometimes they subtract your points. Thanks for letting us know. Now, on the count, when there is a, knock- a knockout, how quick or how fast does the referee has to count? Because remember last time, Tionte against Fury, when the ref was on seven, eight, he slacked when he was counting. Thanks. Okay, Tulani, thanks for, for, for those. Thanks for both voice notes. You see, I don't know if you how much you heard of the first one, but they wanted to know if the judges are accountable to someone if they when they make the wrong decisions. Yes, we do account to Boxing South Africa as the licenses of Boxing South Africa. Yes, and by the way, if you missed our show a couple of weeks ago, there's also a review panel. We did discuss the fight of Melissa Miller and Shinzo Fortein where they were not happy with the scoring. It went to a review panel. The judges had to watch, other neutral judges had to watch, the, well, not neutral, but different judges had to watch the fight again, and then they scored it Yes, in favor that is of the procedure with boxing South Africa. I don't want to get into yes, it. The yes, coaches yes. and the boxers, they know the processes. That, that was part of my disclosure from the very onset. But yes. we do account to boxing South Africa as, the licenses yes. we cannot just do as we please if i okay yes we actually, and the second question was about the ko did i get it right i'm, I'm gonna about get there shortly i'm gonna get there shortly i just want to understand now that you've explained to us the 10-9 and the 10-10 what happens when there's a knockout then in a round a knockdown in a round all right one that let, let, let's cover the second question about the KO. We, we're coming to the KO. How mm-hmm. quick can the referee count? Mm-hmm. You take the pulse from the timekeeper. Mm-hmm. So says the rules. You cannot just go say two, three, four, five, six. The pulse. You take the pulse three, four at ten seconds intervals. The, the, the regulations are clear about that. You cannot count anywhere you please. And what do you There's mean no by, by by pulse? Just to simplify pulse force. The the, 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 the timekeeper mm-hmm. is sitting there looking at his time. There is a 10-pace uh, interval when you are counting. So mm-hmm. he gives you, by the signal of the head, your pulse, mm-hmm. your pulse, how to count. Three, four. Whilst you're looking at the timekeeper, you're keeping your eyes at both your boxers. The other one must be at the neutral corner that is on his feet, and you're looking at this one that is down. You are also assessing if he's not... Um, head badly. You've got to, 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 to be on your game. And now... And do you, you have say, to start at one when you count or you can start uh, uh, anywhere because, I'm asking because recently, I think it was earlier this year, where Kanye Lebulani was in Italy and fighting Ma- Ma- Magnesi, and when we saw that fight on SABC, it looked like the referee was counting from, from four or five. You can pick your count from five, you take it from the timekeeper. Okay. The tendency is that when the opponent is down, they, um, they, they, they delay to go to the neutral corner. They, they know that those are the things that we brief them before the fight. Mm. So by the time you are escorting the opponent to the neutral corner, the count is already at four. Mm-hmm. You go, your eye is at your timekeeper. Mm. By the time that boxer reaches the canvas, it's one, it's two. Even if you're not saying it loud, your eyes are at the timekeeper, are at both fighters. Mm. Then you come back from escorting that boxer to the furthest neutral corner. You pick up your count from the timekeeper. Three, four, mm. five. Then you continue with your count. You just don't uh, just come suck where own. to get your count. Okay. Yes. And at which stage as a referee in the middle do you stop the fight if the other boxer is ahead? Do you use your discretion? Are the rules that you must follow? You, you use your own discretion. We are trained to know and how to assess. Some of us, we've got first aid courses that we, we do. Mm. And it is best to save the boxer's life a second earlier than to end up in hospital. You can tell when the boxer is hit. There are lots of, uh, of signs. And you are the one who is very close to this boxer. And the lives of the boxers matter most to us. We still want them, we still want to see them continuing with their careers, with their future inside the ring. Mm. Now let's go back to then um, what happens when there's a knockdown in 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 a in, in a fight in a round. In a round, there is a knockdown. Mm. Then it's six, it's seven. By eight, that boxer 
must be up on his feet and show you signs that he is ready to continue. You wipe the gloves, you summon them to fight again. The fight goes on. The gong goes. When we, always now, see, we always see referees holding the boxers' hands and the gloves. Are you just checking if they are stable, if they are fine? After the knockdown, are you talking after coming from the canvas? Yes, and they get up and then you hold both hands and you like shake and the, you the wipe gloves them. and you wipe them. Yes, yes, you wipe them with your towel. If your towel is very far, you can wipe them on your shirt. But you, it's best to use the towel because from the canvas, he may pick up dust and then the next oh. punch that he throws, the dust particle will go into the opponent's eye. So the gloves must be clean at all times. There is no guarantee that the canvas is clean. That's why we always wipe the gloves. So says the regulations. And then how do you score, back to scoring, how do you score a round when there's a knockdown in the round? From that 10-point mass system, remember we said they were both at 10, these boxers. Mm-hmm. And then if he didn't do enough, you minus one, then you end up with 10-9. Now, he didn't do well, and he is down. He has taken account. From that 10 he had, you deduct two points. Then you end up with 10-8. Mm-hmm. That is the boxer that was down. You have it at 8. And also on that one, there is another rule mm-hmm. and uh, sub-regulation pertaining to that. It does not always mean that that boxer who was knocked down will take at the final score of the round eight. It can be the knockdown at the first second when the gong goes away. The first blow that lands takes that boy to the canvas. You count, he takes the count of eight and he's up. They continue to fight. It was the first second, Tabis. We've got three minutes in a round. Two minutes, 59 seconds. He fights his dear life out and fights back. He is from the canvas, bear in mind. Mm. You don't automatically say, no, he was down. I will score it 10-8. One legit blow put him down in the first second of the round. Two minutes, 59 seconds. He threw telling blows at the target area. You add one point. From that 10, 8, that he was down, mm. 8 plus 1 will give you 9. You end up now with a score of at the end of that round when that boxer was knocked down of 10, 9. Can a boxer win a round if they were knocked down in that round? That's what I'm trying to explain to you, Tabiso. Mm. From a knockdown, he was at 10, 8. Yeah. Are yes. we together? Yes, I'm with you. From the first second of the round. Yes. Two minutes left, 59 seconds. He dominates He fights his heart out, mm. telling blows, accurate punches, target area. You add another point. Mm. Eight plus one, mm. it gives you nine. So he will end up adding another point from that eight. Then you've got a final score in that round of ten, nine. Okay. Because he was down, he cannot win the round. Loud and clear. And just for the sake of time, there's so much more to talk about, but we're going to have to move on because of time. But another one that we always see is when a referee um, uh, deducts a point. At which stages do you deduct a point from a boxer in during the rounds or during the fight? What does it take for you to have to get to that point? Oh, I think we've lost her. Closest, yeah. Always oh. remind them. Yes. If before the fight, the unlo- the, the, the the illegal blows, the fouls, the boxers, they know exactly you cannot hit behind the head, you cannot the, the rapid punches, you cannot hit the kidneys and all the stuff. You're not allowed to hit below the blow. Some of them they fake low blows, some it's a legitimate low blow. <laughs> then if you feel that the injury that was caused to that poor boy you've got uh, uh, um, ground to deduct points from that boxer who committed that foul. But but they always seem to get a lot of time. Do you have to wait, uh, give them a few warnings first before you deduct that point? If you are certain and you are sure that 
it was intentional because sometimes it is not intentional. When it's intentional and you are certain that this foul was committed intentionally, the rules cover you to deduct a point. Okay, loud and clear. So as we wrap up now, are, are, are these two linked then judging and refereeing? Come again, I didn't get I'm the question. I'm saying, um, I asked you in the beginning when we when, when we started the conversation if you can say that the dynamics for a referee and the judge are similar or are they totally different? They are overlapping. I think that is that was my response because um, the, the, the rule stated clearly. There are things, if a referee deducts a point, there is a column on your scorecard that you've got to deduct that point. Because there was a reason that the referee told, stop, you are, you, that is was a deliberate headbutt, take one point. The continuous holding, because you are depriving your opponent, you see now that you're going to be knocked out, so you hold on for dear life. The, 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 the referee cautions you three times. The third time he decides or she decides to take a point. Take one point for holding. Take one point, he will uh, tell all, uh, uh, all the three judges to deduct a point. There's a question on Twitter. Sorry to see, I didn't see it, but they want to know about the the gloves. Who checks the gloves? Because they're saying the allegation that certain boxers use heavier gloves, and it always comes up after the fight. There are um, there are uh, uh, regulations uh, regarding gloves. We've got a designated glove steward for each and every tournament. There is a glove steward. The weights, the divisions, eight ounce up to a certain division, ten ounce from this division up to this division. Quest mm. with um, title fights, with the uh, world title fights, mm. they even fussy about the brands of the, 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 the gloves. Yes, mm. there is a designated glove steward who looks strictly after the business of the gloves and the supply of the gloves to the boxers. Finally, are we ready for VAR in boxing? That's a good one. I prefer not to respond now. <laughs> Do you think we should but have discussions about it going forward? Yes. Okay. Have an indaba, ne? I'm, um, yes, I'm open to that. Have an indaba, bring all the stakeholders. <laughs> I don't want to set a precedent here. <laughs> <laughs> but you have today, you've kick-started our educational corner in boxing, and we're going to do this every Wednesday just to, to try and understand and learn more about our favorite sport. Thank you very much for the time you've given us, Cecilia Vabaza Boy. I know we've kept you longer than we agreed on, but you've given us some wonderful insight. And I remember the last time we spoke to you, you'd wanted to go around, around, and, and educate um, upcoming ring officials. Have you been able to do that? Since COVID came, um, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. Hopefully, another <laughs> thing. Hopefully, we can get back to 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 normality, and you can go around and do that because I think it's. Vital. Yeah, there's still a lot that we still have to cover. We didn't cover the draw. We didn't cover the technicalities. God okay. allowing, we'll have another opportunity. Can we do that next week then? I'm um, um, easy. Draw technicalities, majority decisions, split decisions, and all of that. Okay. We're going to talk about that. The ring generalship and all of that. We'll talk about that next week. We are, we are most welcomed. Thank you, ma'am. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Yeah. Moving right along now, there's a big fight at the end of this month. Azinga Fuzile up against Ogawa. I did mention at the top of the show that they are fighting for that vacant IBF junior lightweight title in New York, Medicine Square Gardens. And we are joined by Azinga's trainer, Chief Njaganya. Chief, good evening. Thanks for taking our call again on SAFM. Yes, evening to everybody, man, who are the listeners of SAFM. At and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, I can simply say that I've been waiting for the date. Sorry a bit. Mm. You know. Mm. Uh, uh, Is that you mean? I've been. 
But how long have you been in camp for with Azinga now for this fight, Chief? Uh, oh, I, I, I almost, uh, I almost have uh, two full months. I think so. Yes, of course. If I'm quite correct, yeah, I put two full months. You know, for the camp. Remember, remember. Uh, uh, this fight uh, came uh, around the corner for mm. me. As you would know that uh, this guy, this young man, uh, was meant to fight, you know, that Russian man. Mm. So then we were there, you know, was those who are replacing this guy. Substitute, mm. that is to say. Yes, that but is nevertheless, mm. but nevertheless, we were the soldiers of war. And you are ready, Chief. Do you think you are ready? You'll be ready. Yeah, I'm phoned in. You can't ask me that question, I'm phoned in. <laughs> you know, you can't ask me that question. Don't move the law. You can't ask me. But are you ready? I'm more, yeah, I'm more, yeah, I'm more than ready for this fight. I'm telling you. Hmm. You know, whereas I know that, whereas you know that, uh, this guy was preparing the, the fight since since May, since hmm. May, April, May, this guy. It was the time which we were, which were fighting for all this Martin Ward. Martin Ward. Mm. You know, the guys also, they had the date. For mm. Rakimov. Yes, for Rakimov. Mm. So they were in preparation even then, that time. You know, the time which were for Martin Ward, they were for each other born. You know, mm. but it is nevertheless, I don't care nothing about that thing. You know, that's why I'm saying that we are the soldiers of war. This, this man, this young man, which I have, is a soldier of war. You know, uh, 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 that guy, you know, that Japan man, that Japan young man, you know, hey, my man. He's in trouble. Let let him be ready. Let him be ready for something which does not know, for something which, you know, doesn't, uh, you know, encounter before. That's what I can say. And the talk, you know, I'm not making jokes. Yeah. He's, 25, he's 25 and 1, um, uh, Chief. How much do you know about this Japanese guy, Ogawa? I know, I, I, I know about him. Uh, the, the time we told that we were going to fight mm. Okao, you know, but uh, as you would know that, you know, things are easy for now. We are just uh, checking, cooking, blah, 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 and yeah. stuff, you know, things are easy, unlike before, you know, you are checking, where's the, where's the, where's the platform, oh, this is, this is Okawa. But what I can say about, the, uh, about that, you know, uh, 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 boxers, you know, uh, uh, are changing. Mm. You know, because what 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 I do not want uh, to fall into is to judge, you know, the boxer or the fight, the fighter by his or her previous uh, fight. You know, I, I'm not that type of person who, who's judging the boxers mm. based on their last performances. You know, that is me. So I saw, you know, those tapes and the videos and the stuff, but it's not for me. But I'm preparing for my boy to be ready for anything. You know, that might come out from that man. That's what mm. I can say. So for your boy, then, if you're focusing on your boy, the golden boy, Azinga Fuzile, what exactly are you working on on this fight? Are you changing anything or doing the same thing that worked in that win over Martin Ward Jr.? No, it, it cannot be of Martin Ward. Mm. It cannot be. I'm saying that it cannot be of Martin Ward. We are going for Okawa now. You know, <laughs> we are preparing for Okawa, whatever we are doing now. But you will see. And then you will tell me after the fight, Chief, you've been changed here and there. You know, uh, at least we've got, uh, you know, something which is at least differ from here and there, mm. you know, according in order to suit, you know, this man that is by the name of, of Ogawa. So that's what I can I can say about that thing. But remember, once more, more than anything else, uh, we are going, you know, uh, uh, for, 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 for a little fight, mm. unlike which were for elimination. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the best way to beat Ogawa, Chief, then? The best way to beat Okawa is to beat Okawa. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to beat Okawa is to beat Okawa. No, no, Bagunjani. No, Bagunjani. <laughs> the best way to beat Okawa is to beat Okawa. That's all I can say. That was. I cannot say that the best way is to do this thing. What if he changed for what I, I'm planned for? Yeah, Ibona Chonchong Island. What if he changed for what I'm planned for? It was even now, yeah, you know, you know, is a man of his own mind. You know, is a man of his own plans together with, with, with his team. But the best way of Ubeta Okawa is Ubeta Okawa. P, you know, believe in me. 
Waibona la fight yake no Tevin Farm ni Bugel? Straight. Mm. Know it. I saw it that fight. I saw it a fight. I view it. And then uh, you know here and there I saw here and there you know uh, there were there were things which I take from that fight. Mm. You know for for Mogawa. I know Mogawa okay, you know yeah. Uh, it's not it's not a piece of cake. Uh, from the other hand, you know, he, he, he's a tough fighter. Mm. Uh, so I, you know, what I can say, uh, will be there to conquer. You know, that is what Azuma There's no way he will be there to conquer Azuma Fuzila. Who's there for the title? You know, there's this stage of this title. It was the winner of that. You know, the winner of that at least have a chance. To go for bigger things, mm, we are mm, 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 you know. Mm. So, so the Bonilla fighters, the Bonilla Ted Farmer, you know. But, but maybe in some way, maybe in some way he will change someone somehow, you know. Mm. But what you know, Uchif and Azinga, you know, are not Ted Farmer. Ted Farmer is, is Ted Farmer uh, with his team. Mm. You, you get my point. Yes. Whereas uh, he's a South Pole. Kevin Farmer, you know, but they are too different, okay. you know, in everything, you know, uh, they possess. What role do you Tevin Farmer or you think Ogawa won, Chief? La fight, la fight, la fight, la la fight, la fight, you know, to me, it, even either side, who will fight not to a million, even either side, the fight can go, Gabi can go on that side. You know, it was, uh, there was no one which was clear for that fight to say mm. that, you know, he's an outright winner for, for that fight. That's what I can say. Even if yeah. a Tevin Farmer yeah. won and that, uh, maybe Oka will have said that, Urochi, you know, nine million fight, it is like that. Therefore, you know, what was supposedly to be done that time, you know, that they were supposed to, to, to go or to went for a, a rematch. Mm. And afterwards, actually, Ogawa was suspended for, for doping. It was controversial. It was dubious. But Masiva Banbatini, Chief, quickly, let's play the yep. voice notes. Okay. Uh, good evening, Chabiso and Uchif. Uh, Chabiso, two questions for Uchif. Um, when are they leaving um, SA? Um, and 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 the the clim- climatization issue ne? um how how are they going to 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 to, to try and, and 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 cope uh with that um thank you Thank you for that. That was actually going to be my next question, Chief. When do you leave? Because the last time against Martin Ward, what figure late by Vegas? You know, but at least this time around, the things are better than, you know, things are better than, uh, we are expecting, we're expecting, we're expecting to leave by next week. And don't, do not, do, do not ask me when by next week. We're mm. expecting, you know, the time which we, which we were speaking, you know, to, uh, to, to the guys who are responsible for, for this, mm. you know, uh, uh, we, we then uh, uh, create in some way uh, uh, at least to pack and go by next week in order, you know, to be in that position of acclimatization and other mm. stuff. Without Kumbula, okay. The time we said we can pass, we are under pass. Yes, you know, yes, we are yes. under pass. Yeah, exactly. The ballet is a little bit Even then, that is our major concern. But yay, fire, yay, so forget like when you may go pass. So we're expecting to uh, to leave by next week mm. unless something else otherwise. Okay, so you hope you can at least be there for two to three weeks at least to acclimatize. Exactly. You know, that is. That is that is that, that is from my side, Chief and uh, and the boy. Mm. Okay, Chief, we're gonna leave it there. But finally, conditioning of the boy. Are you happy with this conditioning? There is no way, Chief. Hundred percent. Who put on redness? That Chief. Don't ask any other person else. <laughs> Have to ask. Don't ask any other person else. If we lose Alumbo, right? We Chief. I come to know Pendo Alumbo. Ah. Pendo no call. Pendo no call. Pendo no call. The only person who can, you know. 
uh, who can respond or can to reply on that on, on that question. That is chief. Yes, of course. We yes, are ready. His course. conditioning yes. is good. Yeah, we're man. Ready. We're yeah, going man. to New York, man. Of course, hey, man. We're going to New York, man. We're going to make know? a name for ourselves, yeah. man. Yes, of course. There's no way, man. You understand that. You are on the drought in boxing, man. Yeah, but so yeah. there's that thing. No, we're 150% ready. You know, also we're 150% prepared. As I have told you that we know where we are going to. Because we do respect fully that man, you know. Mm. And that man, you know, I've told you that hey, it's not like a piece of cake, that man. Mm. You know, he's a danger. You know, he's also a danger, that man. You know, mm. because he knows exactly what is it up to. You know, so... Let's go, Chief. So, I'm sure the money is good also, man. I, I cannot say that is good. Let me tell you by saying that it's better. Say no more, Chief. Say no more. You have said enough. We're going to catch up with you again closer to the fight. We hope everything goes well and you can leave when you want to leave so you can have the preparation that you want, Chief. But thanks for taking our call and joining us with SAFM Namsanj. Thanks a lot, man. Million dollar. Million dollar club. Million dollar club. And they yes, knew. Hey, <laughs> world champion. Was that 27 November? Thank you, Chief Njaganya. Let's move right Damn. along. And uh, <laughs> I did say we also want to preview Caleb um, Plant against Carnelo Alvarez. And we invited Colin Nathan to talk about that. But before we get into that, Colin, obviously we know your involvement with Azinga Fuzile. And we've seen, I saw a story in the Sowetan of how hard you had to work to put this fight uh, together, Colin. Is good evening. Is this Azinga's biggest fight of his career, Colin? Firstly, Viva, and secondly, I just want to wish Chief and Azinga a great training camp for this amazing opportunity. Um, it was pretty difficult to put together. Um, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. Um, but hard work and lots of emailing, lots of phone calls, sitting behind my laptop, and I've got the deal done. I want to make this clear, though. Mm. Should Azinga win, which we all expect him to win, uh, I've got a multi-fight promotional contract for match I'm waiting for him. So <laughs> the thing is, he has to win this fight. And can he win the fight? I mean, can he win the fight? Obviously, he can win the fight. Uh-huh. But um, as South African boxing, I mean, if you think back to how often South Africans have fought in Madison Square Garden, I'm talking about like in the last 20 years, Zolani mm. Patello, Philip Ndu, Chris Van Heerden. So this is a big moment. Madison Square Garden is probably one of the most iconic boxing places mm. in the world. Every fighter dreams of fighting for a world championship. But every fighter also wants to dream of fighting in Madison Square Garden. So I think Vazili has the opportunity of fulfilling both, of fighting at the Garden and obviously winning the World Championship. And a lot's been said about your relationship with Azinga over the past few months. Even we had a lot to say about it. But as you said to us previously, it seems like you've put the issues behind you and the boxers' interest first here. Look, I've always said it before, and I'm going to say it again. you got to push egos aside, and you've got to do what's best for South African boxing. And my focus has always been on what's best for South African boxing. Um, I am. I I will work with anyone and everyone, provided obviously the sport flourishes for South African boxing. So, mm. obviously now we all work together as a team. I want to thank Rumble Africa as well for giving me the the leeway and just the freedom to negotiate this deal for Zinger and and, and the camp. Um, just looking very forward to him being crowned world champion. And, and, and you know, it's just like funny how things work out because we weren't supposed to get the call. Rakimov mm. was. He got injured. Mm. And then obviously, you know, the saga with Rakim, uh, Rakimov and myself and, and yeah. Azinga with all the allegations and so forth. So mm. it's interesting that he gets injured, Azinga gets the opportunity, and I predict that we're going to be champion of the world. That's how the universe works. And by the way, it's on the undercard of the Afimo Lopez against George uh, Cambosos Jr. So it doesn't get bigger than that, folks. But but co- yeah, co- yeah, and it's also it's also yeah. Thanksgiving, I'm told in America. So it's also like a bit of spice <laughs> as well, which is great, you know. Are you going? Yes, sir. Okay, I might just join you there. Let me check if we're not on a red list zone as a country. But we also called you to talk about Canelo and Caleb Plant. Um, I'm calling the build-up has been quite interesting with the pair having a go at each other, a few punches thrown. Is that how you prefer it? That's certainly not how you prepare. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's interesting. I see the fight going in two ways. I see Canelo looking explosive and walking right through Plant. And the other option I see happening is Plant, you know, 
giving Canelo a very hard fight. I am going to go with the latter. I think Plant hits hard enough to create enough range, create enough distance. He's got good. He's a quite. A, he's quite cute with defensive moves and the way he plants his feet and punches. He's got great timing. I think it's going to be a really hard fight. I'm not suggesting that Plant's going to win. I don't think so. I think Canelo's going to have to work hard for this victory. I see him either grinding out a stoppage victory or actually, you know, being, you know, winning a competitive decision should it go 12 rounds. But I think Plant, although not a concussive, devastating one-punch knockout, mm. you know, fighter, I think he hits hard enough at 168 at super middleweight to create the distance, even if he's jabbing or touching on, you know, Canelo's chest to create that space and annoying him, irritating him. I think I think we should see a competitive fight with Canelo winning. And, and, and Canelo wants to unify all the belts. I mean, what does this say about his mentality? Because he can pick and choose who he wants to fight if he, if he has to, but he, he wants the champion. He wants the IBF champ. Well, you know, this will be the first unified super middleweight championship in, in history. So he, he's chasing history, but so is Plant. Mm. You know, Plant's unbeaten. He's 21-0 with yeah. 12 knockouts. So you've got to think to yourself, well, you know, is this, the thing is, is, that, is it going to be a mismatch? And I can't see this being a mismatch. Um, you know, uh, you know, Billy Joe Saunders was very competitive up until the point where he got stopped. Mm. You know, Plant is probably just as cute, you know. So that's why I'm saying we could be seeing a very competitive fight with Canelo winning on points and Plant putting up a better performance than most people are, are, are predicting. And going back to your question, I think Canelo is possibly, besides Usek, you know, pound for pound number one. He's never ducked anyone. He's always been willing to fight the best. Um, everyone alludes to the fact that, well, he lost to Floyd Mayweather. You guys have got to remember something. When he fought Floyd Mayweather, he was still so green. He was never going to win that fight. Mm. They fought a catch rate of 152. Canelo struggled to make the limits at that stage. So it was kind of, you know, going to school, and he got schooled against uh, Mayweather. But mm. that's no disgrace. Fighters will lose, and they can come back. And Canelo is the epitome of a fighter losing, developing from the loss, coming back, and now regarded as pretty much the pound for pound number one fighter in the world. And what do you make of him fighting regularly? I mean, you mentioned Billy Joe Saunders. He fought him, I think it was May or June earlier this year. He also fought Yildirim earlier this year. So this will probably be... He also fought in December against Callum Smith, actually. It'll be his fourth fight in less than a year. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, he's always said that he wanted to be active. And he has a guy who started out as a pro at the age of 14 or 15. And he's still the same team, Eddie Renoso, who's doing a fantastic job. Uh, regarded as one of the best trainers in the world. And and he's just you know if you follow his stuff on social media he just he's a workhorse you know he works really hard he's very dedicated very disciplined um, I favor him to be Plant I do but like I said earlier I'm going to say I think this could be a very competitive fight by Plant based purely based on style. Okay, let's leave it there, Colin. Thanks for speaking to us. I'm sure we'll catch we'll catch up again after the fight actually next week. Either take care. Thank you. And I saw in the Sowetan they were saying that every major world title fight contested by a South African in the last four years has been put together by you, Colin. That's quite impressive. That is, that, that's, yeah, that's true. That's, that's okay. true. Can't, well done. Yeah, you're going to tell us what true. you're going to tell us what the secret is when we give you more time. Oh, I'll tell you show. right now. It's Nomaganjani it's Muti. <laughs> Viva. <laughs> okay, let's leave it there, Colin Nathan, just because of time. Thank you for uh, joining us. Is there a final score from Sundowns and Marisbeck Velile before we go? Or is it obvious? Obvious. Okay, it's obvious. It means Sundowns won and they didn't concede. Ne? They won 1 0. Yeah, it says they won 1 0. So Sundowns winning by a goal to nil against Marisbeck United. How's that? After eight games in the league, they still haven't lost. They still haven't conceded. They've won seven and they've only drawn once. And um, what's happening in that cricket game quickly? The one that was with, with uh, India and Afghanistan. India posting 210 for two. Afghanistan have finished on 144 for seven. So India win by 66 runs. First win of the tournament after three games. But is it, is it not too late? It's, it's going to be hard for them to get out of the Super 12s. But anyway, let's leave it there. I and mean, it is eight o'clock. It is time for news.